0: You're listening to Chapter 2 of Adventures with Uncle Frederick. In our last episode, Uncle Frederick promised to take the kids camping and introduce them to his cat, Maverick. Before we start, Sophie wanted me to tell you that she edited this story. So please blame her if you don't like it. This story is called "'On the road.' "'We're going camping in this?' asked Owen. "'He dropped his bag and pillow on the driveway. "'Shh, don't say that,' said Iris, his older sister. "'I'm sure it will be fine.' "'But just look at it,' shouted Owen. "'It's an old rust bucket. "'It will probably break down before we're even out of town.' "'Ah, so you've spotted our mode of transportation,' said Uncle Frederick.' who was just coming out of the front door, his arms full of pillows and sleeping bags. "'Where did you get it from? Does it even drive?' Owen looked very sceptical. "'Well,' said Uncle Frederick, two questions deserve two answers. "'I'm borrowing it from a friend in town, "'just for a few weeks. "'And unless it was delivered here by tow truck, "'it probably drives.' The question is for how long, said Owen. Ah, said Uncle Frederick, scratching his large red beard. That is not the question you asked. Also, that is not a question with an easy answer. The engine could seize up while we're still in the cul de sac, or this old beast might keep chugging along merrily for mile upon mile. Well, I predict we won't make it very far, said Owen. By the way, dibs on the front seat. Not if you're just going to be looking at your DS the whole time, said Iris. I'll look up once in a while, promised Owen, just to see if we're still moving. All right now, said Mrs. Albright, who had come outside to wave them goodbye. Little Katie, the youngest, was holding her mum's hand and clutching her stuffy in the other. "'All right now,' said Mrs. Albright again. "'It sounded better to say it twice. "'And when Mrs. Albright said it twice, "'it meant that the conversation was meant to be over. "'The kids were to calm down and reflect on their mistakes, "'and life was to go on as if nothing had happened. "'To make sure you phone home at least once a day "'and take lots of pictures. "'I wish Dad could be here to say goodbye.' Mr. Albright was gone on a business trip. In fact, he had been so busy of late that Mrs. Albright had worried that the entire summer would go by without any camping at all. That's when Uncle Frederick had mentioned that he needed a break himself. He had been giving concerts around the world, playing his cello, and he was, in his words, burned out. "'Don't be too crazy,' said Mrs. Albright to her brother." And don't lose sight of little Katie. Remember, she's just six. Six is a lot, said Uncle Frederick, with a smile. When I was six, I had already managed to set our house on fire. What? asked Iris. What did you do? That's a story for another time, said Mrs. Albright. You better be off. Let's hope you're not as much of a klutz as you were then. Only time can tell, said Uncle Frederick. Now all aboard! Jump in, get comfortable, because this is going to be the most epic road trip ever. Bye, Mum! yelled the kids when Uncle Frederick pulled out of the driveway. The van was so old, it still had a tape deck. It had a tall, bendy antenna which waved around on the hood, and you had to crank the windows by hand. On the other hand, it was huge, and the dashboard was big enough for Uncle Frederick's cat, Maverick, to sleep on. There he was, all curled up, as Uncle Frederick accelerated, leaving behind a great cloud of smoke, as well as some annoyed neighbors who were woken up by the noise. As they turned a corner, Mrs. Albright wiped a tear from her cheek, smiled, and missed them already. Okay, said Iris, so how did you set the house on fire? Why do you want to know? asked Uncle Frederick. He was just turning onto the highway. For our own safety, in case you are still a danger to society. So, not out of curiosity? Okay, that too. You are just burning to know? Haha, that's not funny. Fair enough, said Uncle Frederick. If you must know, I was playing in the backyard with my best friend. He had just received a magnifying glass for his birthday. Just a second as I change lanes here. Okay, so he had a new magnifying glass, and we were examining all kinds of interesting bugs scurrying around on the patio. That's when we realized that if you used a magnifying glass to focus the rays of the sun— You could, sorry, just need to pass this guy for a second. You could do some amazing things. You could make the ants feel like they were being hit by a laser beam. That's not nice, said Katie from the back seat. I like bugs. I do too, said Uncle Frederick kindly. But little boys aren't always that nice. Did it work? asked Owen did you fry any ants? See what I mean, said Uncle Frederick. Boys have a cruel streak. Not really, said Owen. Ants don't have any feelings. How would you know, asked Uncle Frederick. Outside, the prairies flashed by. Huge green fields, the odd farm, power lines, dusty gravel roads. In any case, said Uncle Frederick, I'm getting off-topic, but I will say this. Cruelty is not measured only in relation to the object, but also in how it warps the mind of the cruel person. Cruelty deadens your feelings. It quickly becomes a habit, as it did for my best friend, he sighed. Perhaps you can tell us about your friend some other day, said Iris. At this rate, I'll never get back to my Sudoku. Ah, yes, said Uncle Frederick. We mustn't stop your math brain from getting some proper exercise. Twelve years old and so much potential. Today you'll solve a Sudoku, and tomorrow you'll win the Nobel Prize. Then, sensing another objection, Uncle Frederick hurried on. When we got tired of frying ants, we found some scraps of newspaper. At first, we just wanted to burn some black holes. It's really satisfying, you know, watching the orange edge of a widening circle flicker and turn to black. We had fun changing the pictures in the newspaper, burning an arm here and an eye there. But it had been a very dry week, and all of a sudden the entire stack of newspapers went up in flames. "'and from there it got worse. "'The fire jumped and it spread. "'Well, I'd rather not tell you exactly what happened, "'but pretty soon the fire department was out, "'trying to rescue our house from the flames.' "'And did they?' asked Iris. "'They did,' said Uncle Frederick. "'But not before the back of the house was blackened and charred. "'The kitchen smelt like smoke for weeks, "'and my dad's office was burned to a crisp.' He wasn't super happy. I bet not, agreed Iris. Just then, somebody behind them honked their horn. Oops, said Uncle Frederick. I must have slowed down too much. He glanced at his speedometer. Twenty under the speed limit. I better go a little faster. Uncle Frederick pressed the gas pedal, and with a lurch, the van sped ahead. This woke up maverick. And he jumped off the dashboard and disappeared among the luggage in the back. They passed the truck they were beside, and Uncle Frederick merged into the slow lane. The vehicle that had honked sped past. It was a long black suburban. On the side, in large golden letters, it read, Do Gooders, and underneath, in smaller font, Master Surveyors. They caught a glimpse of the driver. He looked very annoyed, and he shook his fist at them. His thin, curly mustache quivered like an electric eel. "'Strange fellow,' said Uncle Frederick. "'Doesn't look like a do-gooder, but then again, appearances can be deceiving.' "'What is a master surveyor?' asked Katie. Despite being only six, she could read many words. She just didn't always understand them. Oh, said Iris, a surveyor is someone who tells people where the lines go on a map. Like, if two people live beside each other, the surveyor can tell you where the border between their property is. Yes, said Uncle Frederick. That way they can build a neat fence and ignore each other for the rest of their lives. But why master surveyors? asked Katie. What that means, said Owen, who wanted to show that he knew a thing or two as well, what that means is that they are really good at their job. They've mastered the art of surveying. I see, said Katie. I thought it meant they had masters who told them what surveying they had to do. That could be true too, said Uncle Frederick. But let's forget about that nasty fellow. Let's play a game. We still have a couple more hours till we get to our first campsite. I'm already playing a game, said Owen, who was back to staring at his DS. Don't be boring, said Iris. We should play something together. It's okay, said Uncle Frederick. The game I have in mind is meant more for Katie's age. I'll play, said Katie eagerly. How does it go? Okay, said Uncle Frederick. It's very simple. Every time we pass someone, you add every tire on the vehicle. Every time someone passes us, you subtract the tires. Then we see how high of a number we can get. Wait a second, said Iris. That encourages speeding. I don't think Mum would approve. Don't worry, I will only go as fast as you want me to go. Owen looked up. Well, if you go a little bit faster, he said, then you can pass that car-carrier truck up there. That would be a good start. I'll try, said Uncle Frederick. Now how many tires do you think a car-carrier has? Let's say it's carrying seven different cars, and the truck itself has five axles, of which four have dual tires. Can you slow down a little, asked Katie as they passed the truck. I'm having a hard time counting. But if I slow down, said Uncle Frederick, then you have to subtract all those tires again. No, I just mean pass more slowly. No problem, said Uncle Frederick. A little while later, they had passed a 114 tires, and Katie and Owen kept telling Uncle Frederick to speed up. Iris just shook her head. There was a brief moment when Uncle Frederick got distracted by a song on the radio, and then they lost twenty tires, but for the most part they spent a lot of time in the fast lane. Just fifteen more minutes to our campsite, said Uncle Frederick. In the distance they could see the mountains, pale and purple on the horizon. Let's get to two hundred, said Owen. How about you pass that semi up there? Okay, said Uncle Frederick. I'll try. But just as Uncle Frederick sped up, they heard the sound of a siren behind them. "Uh Uh-oh, said Uncle Frederick. I think we might be in trouble. Behind them, a police car came rushing towards them, lights flashing. I told you not to go so fast, said Iris. I guess that's the end of our camping trip, said Owen. And Uncle Frederick said, Well, this should be interesting. He pulled over to the side of the road. I think we're in trouble, whispered Katie. Behind them, the police officer got out and started walking over. He was a huge man with a beard and a turban. And he looked very angry. Hey, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review of our podcast on whatever platform you use for listening. It takes approximately 10 hours to create a single show. It only takes a minute to leave a review. Reviews are critical for promoting a podcast, so any help is appreciated. Till next time, which in this case is next Friday and we'll be talking about limericks. Bye-bye.